right, all right. I wanna welcome all of our campuses to the second week of our series entitled Refocus, Setting Your Vision for 2022. Come on, let's just welcome all those that are joining us. Man, we're excited. Baton Rouge to Biloxi, our South Shore. We are in a short series. If you weren't here last week, we talked about two things. Number one, we talked about vision and the importance of vision. What is vision? Vision, watch this, it's an internal picture of a preferable future. You show me somebody that has vision. You show me somebody that has God's vision in their life. I'll show you somebody that lives differently, that prioritizes differently. It's an internal picture of a preferable future. Number two, we talked about goals. What are goals? Goals are the steps on the pathway to accomplishing vision. Now, this is important. Vision and goals are different, but they work together. Again, God has a vision for my life. God has a vision for your life. Question, what are the goals? Here it is. What are the goals attached to that vision? Vision is macro. Goals are micro. Big picture, steps to accomplish the big picture. Now, here's what I found out. What I found out is that not all, but a lot of my goals and definitely the vision that God's placed in my life, I can't accomplish it on my own. Now, I can read the Bible on my own. I can work out on my own. But when I began to really look at what God's called me, what is vision? What God's called you to be, what God's called you to do, and what God's called you to achieve. What I realized in my life is that I can't be, do, and build what God's called me to be, do, and build by myself. As a matter of fact, I need people in my life. If you are being honest, you do too. As a matter of fact, all of us need people in our life to be what God's called us to be, to do what God's called us to do, and to build what God's called us to build. In our families, in our businesses, yes, in our church, any organization that you're a part of, it takes, it takes a mutual compatibility, in other words, of people working together. Today, I want to talk to you not about personal vision. I want to talk to you about the importance of shared vision, the importance of corporate vision, where, where people come together. Yes, we have an individual calling and vision for our lives, but when I open my Bible, what I also see is that God also has a corporate purpose, a corporate vision for our lives, where we come together with those that God's called us to walk with to achieve something bigger than what we could achieve on our own. Matter of fact, I want to talk to you about this term today. It's, a, it's an interesting term. It's called synergy. Now, before you judge me, pastor, that sounds new age. No, it's actually a biblical concept. The word synergy is not in the Bible, but the concept is all throughout the Bible. The word synergy is actually, it means a mutual compatibility of different participants or elements that come together to accomplish a bigger goal. Synergy. What does it mean? It means that people come together, they pool their time, their talent, their resources. You show me, matter of fact, you show me a marriage that has synergy where they come together to accomplish something together. I'll show you a healthy, powerful marriage. You show me a business where people come together and they synergize. In other words, they, they, yes, we have individual goals. Yes, we have individual vision, but we give ourselves as well to something bigger than ourselves. You show me a marriage. You show me a business. You show me a church. 
that says, yes, we have an individual vision, but we also have a shared corporate vision that's bigger than us. Oh, man, I'll show you a, a church that can accomplish big things. I'll show you a marriage that can accomplish big things. I'll show you a business that can accomplish big things. Conversely, you show me a marriage where, where their people are pulling in different directions. You show me a marriage where, where the husband and the wife, they're not on the same page. Now, it doesn't mean that we have unanimity of thought, that we don't have differences of opinion. But I'm talking about where our hearts come together and we're yoked together to accomplish something bigger than what we could accomplish on our own. You show me a church like that. By the way, you show me a business like that. Business leaders, business owners. It's so important that we understand that the people, it doesn't mean that everybody around the table thinks alike on every issue, but, but we give ourselves to being called to something bigger than ourselves. Oh man, you show me a business like that, a family like that, a church like that. A community, by the way, even a nation like that, where, where we understand that we are called to accomplish something bigger together. I'll show you some group. I'll show you a church. I'll, I'll show you a business. I'll show you a marriage. That there, there's, a, there's a fire. There's a passion. Why? Because we can do more together. Man, it's so powerful. It's interesting, this very powerful thought, if you think about it, you think about it, it's all throughout Scripture. Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse 9 through 12. Two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. For if they fall, one will lift up his companion. But woe to him who is alone when he falls. In this world, we deal with stuff. Jesus said it. Look, man, in this world, we're going to have tribulation. We're going to have trials. Woe to that person that has that trial and they're alone. They don't have somebody that's walking with. They're not in a small group. They're not connected to a network of relationships that, that, can, that can pray for them, that can be with them. But watch this. For he has no one to help him up. Again, <clears throat> if two lie down together, they will keep warm. But how can one be warm alone? Though one may be overpowered by another, two can withstand them. Isn't that powerful? There's, there's something about the power of partnership, of coming together. Watch this. And a threefold cord, now it's another level, is not quickly broken. I, I, I don't know if you guys saw this recently, but uh, the Queen of England recently turned 95. She's really powerful. By the way, if you want to see something really powerful, watch her Christmas message. Talking about the Queen of England, she turned 95. And I don't know how long she's going to live. Her, her son's 75, waiting to be king. Maybe he'll be 100 and she'll be 120 and finally go to heaven. I don't, I don't know when it's going to happen, but, but she's, she's really a powerful leader, too. And I'm a, I'm a fond and I'm, a, I'm an admirer of her and her leadership. And, and she said this. This is so big related to this whole power of synergy, of coming together. Listen to what she said. She said, I, have no, I know of no single formula for success, but over the years, and she's had a lot, I've observed that. Some attributes or leadership, they're just universal, and they're, they're often about finding ways of encouraging people, here it is, to combine their efforts and their talents and their insights and their enthusiasm and their inspiration to work together, to accomplish something bigger. And you show me a marriage where, where, the, where, where the partners are not fighting with one another, but they're actually, listen, where they're not pulling in different directions, but they're actually pulling in the same direction. 
That's why it's so important. By the way, right in the beginning of the year, I would say to all the couples in our church, man, that's why it's important to pray together. That's why it doesn't mean that you agree on every single part, but your hearts are aligned under the authority of God, and you come together. Why? Because God has called us to accomplish something big with our lives. By the way, I want to say this. That's why it's so important. Couples, when your kids are grown, you better get a fresh vision for your marriage. So much of your energy was poured into your kids. That's why, you know, you get some couples that are 50 years old. It's like, well, who are you? Well, who are you? And there's no more ball games to go to. There's no more. Let me tell you something. You better have a higher vision. You better be living for the vision of the kingdom of God. Now, your kids were part of that, but those kids are grown, and they now they've got their own families, and they may not come back for Christmas, but you better have eyes to see God's vision for your marriage that is to expand the kingdom of God. Oh, man, it's bigger than that. We, we've got to see that. By the way, that's what churches are so important. Churches have to have fresh vision from God. It's not just the church is excited when the pastor's 30. How about when the pastor's 50? How about if the pastor's set? Let me tell you, we've got, that's why some churches, if we don't get this, after 20 years, they start declining. Why? Because you need fresh vision from God. Same thing in a business. You need fresh, you don't, let me tell you, there's no such gear as coast in the kingdom of God. We press on and we press in. Man, I'm fired up today. I hope y'all can handle this today. I'm fired up again. Fired up, man. Fired up. Because, I mean, our whole world has been living under, yes, the gravity and the weight of a very painful season. But we've got to come out of this with fresh vision and fresh fire for our lives, personally and corporately, what we're a part of. And as a pastor, I want to make sure, let me, you got to know, we've got fresh vision for Church of the King. And you're part of that. Hmm. All right. Now, having said that, one of the greatest demonstrations in the Bible of this concept is found in Genesis chapter 11. Where when there's a group of people, watch us, when they come together and they, again, whether it's a marriage, whether it's a business, whether it's a community, whether it's a church, they come together and there's some ingredients in that that God says it's real powerful. If you have your Bible, I'm gonna ask you to open up to Genesis chapter 11. And I wanna read, I'm gonna give you three things out of the story. This is, this is the power of synergy in action. Genesis chapter 11 gives us this powerful picture of what I would call creative cooperation and partnership to accomplish big things. Genesis chapter 11, verse 3. Here we go. Then they said to one another, come, let us make bricks and bake them thoroughly. The whole world, watch this, has come together. They're speaking one language and they all agreed to do something big. Now, this is important. That's, just, that's, that's in the very beginning, verse 1, verse 2. Now, verse 3, they said, let us come, make bricks and bake them thoroughly. And they had brick for stone and they had asphalt for mortar. And they said, come, let us build ourselves a city and a tower whose top is in the heavens. Now, their motive was skewed. Let us make a name for ourselves. Not a good motive. So, this is important. We have to understand the power of working together is a demonstration of what humans can accomplish. Now, hopefully, we're not doing it to make a name for ourselves. That's what they were doing. But we can come together to, make a, to glorify the Lord. Now, this is important. You can build a God-glorifying marriage. You can build a God-glorifying business, by the way. Hopefully, we're building a God-glorifying church where Jesus gets the fame, where he's the one. It's his goal. Hopefully, we understand that. But the reality is, it's the principles of cooperation that God sees right here. Watch this. This is so powerful. It says, the tower whose top is in heaven, let us make a name for ourselves. Not good motive. 
lest we be scattered abroad over the face of the Lord. But the Lord came down. The Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the sons of men had built. And the Lord said, indeed, the people are one. Whoa. And they all have one language. And this is what they began to do. Now, this is God's evaluation of partnership. Now, remember, their motive was skewed, but the principles of creative cooperation are in this story. Let's redeem it and do it for God. Now, watch this. And the Lord said, he saw this part. You show me a basketball team, a football team. You show me a business when everybody's on the same page. This is what God says. He says, and this is what they began to do. Now, nothing. These are God's words. Nothing that they propose to do will be withheld from them. I love, by the way, how the New International Version says this. This is really cool. Verse 6, nothing they plan to do will be what? Say it. Impossible for them. God sees the whole earth had one voice. They had one vision. They wanted to build a tower that reached to the heavens. It was so powerful. See, God has built into, into humanity these ingredients of creative partnership that, that when people come on the same page and they have the same vision and the same heart and the same life, there's, it, listen, God's evaluation was their motive is off, but what they're doing is so powerful that if, if I allow them to continue to do this, their motive is to glorify themselves. Boy, I wish their motive was to glorify me, but it's to themselves. The power is so strong, nothing would be impossible for them. Why is that? Because God created us. When we partner together, we can accomplish big things. You got to see that. A marriage, you show me a marriage where you finally get on the same page, you can accomplish big things. You show me a church where you get on the same page, not where the pastor's fighting with the board and the board's fighting with the lead team and the elders and the team. You know, where, where the board and the pastor and the lead team and they, when we're all on the same page. doesn't mean that we agree with everything, but our hearts are linked for a greater purpose. Oh, man. You, you show me that. Oh, man. Listen, not my words, God's words. Nothing shall be impossible for them. Now, let me give you three things from this. Number one, and, and by the way, apply this to your marriage. Apply this to your, by the way, there's no better time than the beginning of the year to evaluate where you are in your family, in your business, in our church, in whatever it is that you're involved with. Three things, three ingredients to partnership that's so powerful. Number one, live with one vision and purpose. Again, you have individual vision, but now we have shared vision. We've given ourselves to something higher. It doesn't deny, number one, but what it does do is it esteems the power of divine partnership at a high level. Watch this. Genesis chapter 11, verse 4. Come, let us build ourselves a city and a tower whose top is in the heavens. Again, their motive was wrong, but their strategy of partnering together was right. Their motive was to glorify itself. God says, you glorify me. But he built mankind in such a way to accomplish great things when they get on the same page. They had one vision. What is vision? It's an inner picture of a preferable future. Jeremiah, or Proverbs 29, 18. Where there's no vision, the people perish. Where there's no vision, people are unrestrained. Where there's no vision, 
the, 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 by the way, do you know what's so interesting? The word, watch this. You guys remember when you were little, you wore these things called tricycles? Remember a tricycle? How many of y'all remember a tricycle? By the way, my parents are in this service. When I was a kid, when I was three years old, I got on my tricycle and I literally rode, this is crazy what I'm about to say. I can't, I've never said this. I've never even thought about this. I rode my tricycle to the gas station one mile away to get gas. <laughs> yes, they knew my parents and brought me home. Thank God there was a day. Are y'all with me? I have no idea why I'm saying that. Oh, the tricycle. The word tri in Latin means what? Everybody say it. Do you know what the word Die means, D-I, what does it mean? Two, division. You know what division is? You know what division in a marriage is? It's two visions. You know what division is in a church is? Two visions. You know what division in a business is? Two visions. This is important that we understand this. They had one vision. You want to build something great? Let me tell you, I'm really pressing in on couples right now. Let's get on the same page in 2022. And by the way, you'll never get on the same page until you start praying together. You'll never, because this is a spiritual thing. Where your hearts have to be linked together. You, you, I'm just telling, by the way, let me just share something. But I'm just kind of leading in on this. You never achieve intimacy by seeking intimacy. Intimacy is a byproduct of shared purpose. You don't get intimate with your spouse going, you get in a room going, we need to be intimate, we need to be closer, we need to be closer, we need to be closer, we need to be closer. You know how you get closer? You build life together. You do things together. You dream together. Are y'all with me? The way that you get closer, matter of fact, in anything, I don't care if you're in a hunting club, I don't think if you're a garden club, I don't care what you're in. When you do life with somebody, you realize, man, we've gotten close. Why? Because you have shared purpose. You show me a church that does life together. That's why we're so insistent, man, get in a small group, do life with people. Why? Because you end up, my gosh, we've gotten so close. Why? Because you've done something, you've built something, you've been a part of something together. <sighs> Live with one vision and purpose. Number two. Second thing that I see here is you gotta, is they spoke one language. Genesis chapter 11, verse 1. Now the whole earth had one language and one speech. They were on the same page. Same page. It's interesting. I think businesses, they spend a lot of time, energy, resources. Make sure they, some of you, you, brought, you some of you that run business, you bring in consultants, pay them a lot of money to make sure what? That values and vision, that everybody's on the same page. Why is that important? It's important because if everybody understands the vision, if the vision is clear, this is where we're going. The values are clear. This is how we're going. This is what we value. What's the vision? And we all say the vision. We know where we're going. We know what this business is about. We know what this family's about. By the way, families, we ought to have a vision statement for our family. Why is that? Because we ought to know where we're going. What has God called you to be? What has God called you to build? What has God called you to do? By the way, churches, we need a vision statement. By the way, we have one. It's the same one we've been having for 22 years. All right, here's a test. The count of three, we're going to say the vision statement. If you're new, that's all right. We love you. But in one week, you got to know it. All right, here we go. All right, the same one. The same, what is Church of the King about? What is it? It's about the same thing. It's, it's actually, watch, four words. We're going to say the count of three. One, two, three. You ready? Reaching people, building lives. What does that mean? We're about leading people to Christ and making disciples. Mark 16, preach the gospel. Matthew 28, make a disciple. And by the way, we're never, 
forever changing that. But I had somebody come back to her. They were, they were part of our church years ago. And they came back and they saw him. They said, Pastor Steve, you look younger. Okay, they didn't say that. They said, you still look kind of young. But here's what they said. Y'all are still doing the same thing. That's a compliment. Because let me tell you something. We're not wanting to get on a side journey. And I say this very respectfully. I love all Bible preaching churches. But I'm going to tell you something. I talk to pastors about this. Don't get off the main thing. Don't get on a side journey. Well, we're now into this. Well, we're now into this. You show me that we're now into this, and I'll show you a church that's ceased to make an impact in a community. Why? We are into the Great Commission. We are into preaching Christ and making disciples. It's not fancy, but it's powerful, and it's lasted. And I say that very respectfully. I'm not critical of any other churches, but we're not waiting for the latest fat. We're going to do the same thing. Whether I was 32, 52, or whatever age. Why? Because that's the Great Commission. We have one vision. We have one set of language. Again, there's other conversation, but one language. One vision. One vision. In the very beginning, that's what we've been about. Number three. And I'm, I'm, I'm helping you guys. I'm in your marriage, in, in your business. What is, what is, do we know the vision? Is it written down? Business people, do you communicate it to those that you're leading? Do they know where you're going? Families, do we know where we're going as a family? In a business, as a church, as a community. Well, you can extrapolate and go just extend it out. Let me give you the third thing. Pursue one set of shared goals. Genesis chapter 3, uh, Genesis chapter 11, verse 3. Then they said to one another, come, let us make bricks and bake them thoroughly. These people understood the power of synergy. They understood. You guys, you guys remember, you've seen it, the movies with the Egyptian people, you know, building pyramids and all that. And you got one person over here, you know, making a brick and, and, and then, 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 they, then they hand it to the other person and then they take the brick and then they hand it to another person and then finally they hand it to somebody and they've got some sort of a mortar or something and they, and they put it down and then they lay the brick on that and then the process. That's called creative partnership. They had one vision and that was to build that and they had one goal and the goal was, I'm going to hand it to you, you hand it to you, you've got a part to play, you've got a part to play and we're going to accomplish this together. There's a power attached to that. Yes, you have an individual vision and individual goals, but also the organization that you're part of should have a vision and a shared set of goals. Yeah. So what is the vision of Church of the King? It's reaching people and building lives. So what do we want to accomplish? Everything that we do around Church of the King, stay with me. Everything that we do is brought in our eldership, when our board meets, in our annual time together with our lead team and elders. Everything that we do, we evaluate through the prism or the template or the grid of, does this or does this not further the vision of reaching people for Christ and making disciples? Everything we do. Why is that? Because that's the vision. So our goals have to be attached to our vision on a personal level and a corporate level. Your goals are attached to what? Accomplishing the vision. So what are our goals? We have a lot of goals at Church of the King. By the way, let me give you one. Why do we open campuses? 
The reason why we open campuses is because it furthers the vision of reaching people and building lives. For example, at West Esplanade that's watching us right now, why, why, are we, why did we open that campus? Because we had 200 people 10 years ago that were driving from the South Shore to the North Shore and they said, Pastor, can we please have a church over there? We want to have a Church of the King over there. So what we did is, is that we started in a, in a, in a school and then we moved into a building and thank God we just moved in to a beautiful $14 million building in Kenner last year and we'll now have over a thousand people. Can we give the Lord a hand clap of what God did? By the way, listen to me what I'm about to say. The vision is not a building. The vision is winning souls and making disciples. That's where a lot of churches, let me tell you, that's where a lot of churches get messed up. The vision is the building. We got to build a building, build a building. The building is just a tool to accomplish the vision. Don't mess that up. We can't lose sight of that. So why do we open campuses? Why do we, why did uh, uh, Pastor Frank Griffin over in Bay St. Louis who came to us last year and we had people coming from that area and he said, would you take our church over? They're a Calvary chapel and we prayed about it. It took us a whole year to pray about it. A year and a half actually. We said, yes, we'll do it. We've taken it over. He sent me the numbers this week. There's more people getting saved, more people getting baptized. So we now have a church of the king there. By the way, this is how it works. We don't start campus. The goal's not campuses. The goal is reaching people and building, uh, the vision is reaching people and building lives. The goal is what are we going to do to accomplish that? Everybody say vision. Everybody say goals. So all of these goals are attached to that, attached to that. That's why we talk about this a lot. This is where we're going. This is where we're going. By the way, why are we in jails and prisons? Why? This is so humbling. Right now as I speak, we have 3,000 inmates, and we want to say to you at Church of the King, we have 600 people at Hancock County Jail, 1,000 at St. Tammany Parish, and 1,000 at Orleans Justice Center, and we love you, we honor you, and we're grateful that you're part every week at Church of the King. We're grateful. Why do we do that? It's called reaching people and building lives. Why, why do we do whatever? I got I to gotta make a couple confessions, not sin. Don't freak out. But... but you know, it's interesting. I, I, I want to get very transparent here just for a moment. I'm talking, about, I'm talking about the vision of Church of the King, reaching people, building lives. The goals are all the things that we do, the steps to attach to accomplishing that. I, um, I made fun of TV preachers, and I'm, it's wrong. My heart's wrong. I'm sorry for doing all that. And I just thought for years, I just thought, oh, gosh, it's just I don't, blah, you know, and, and there's some great people on there, great people. I love Charles Stanley. I'm in touch with Charles. I love, I mean, there's, listen, God, listen, God, we're listening. He's amazing. And, and he's amazing. So there's a lot of good, but, but there's, but there's some extremes and just kind of just strange stuff. And so, so I'm, I'm confessing. Okay. Matter of fact, I had a guy a couple years ago, probably about six, eight, he goes, look, pastor, if you'll get on TV, I'll pay for it for a year. I said, I don't want to do that. Pastor Randy Craig had always said, man, you really, you need to get on. And I just didn't want to do it. Now watch this. COVID hits. COVID hits, and we have the older people in our congregation started emailing and text, Pastor Steve, we don't want to watch you on a computer online. Would you please consider going on TV? Easter of 2020, a month into COVID, we went on TV. And I just thought, we're just going to do it for three, four, five months, you know, until we regather again. And now all of a sudden, today, this weekend, we'll have 18 to 20,000 households, households, and they gauge it. You have to watch five minutes to get a click of somebody watching. 
that'll be all over where our campuses are in the Mississippi Gulf Coast, New Orleans, and Baton Rouge, reaching Christ. Matter of fact, I was on an airplane, and I always travel with somebody a couple months ago, and I was sitting here, person right here, and the person with me, one of our pastors right here, and this person leaner said, I know who you are. Well, I do too. <laughs> I, I just... And they started crying, and they said, they lived in Ocean Springs, Mississippi. They said, our church was shut down for a long time, and I watched every, thank you for helping me get through a very tough time in my life. And wait, 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 listen, and, and let me tell you, I have been so humbled by the fact that something I made fun of, just really out of my pride, and trying to, and, and, and God's using it now. God's using it. Internet, and I know there's, a lot of people. By the way, so you guys know, 10,000 people watch us online every weekend. 50,000 different people last year. This is important. 240 people in Afghanistan every week. 50 people watch us from Afghanistan. They're, they're, they, they have no church and they're watching us from Afghanistan. And I, goofy me, I used to get so mad at people, you know, watching online. I remember I would give everybody kind of a lashing in January of like, if you're home watching online and you're not sick and you can't even walk, you better be in the house of God. Now, you need to be in church. But what I realized is, is that there's some people that can't get to church. How many are grateful for the power of online and the ability to do that? Now, wait, now, wait, why are we doing, why, why do we do that? Why do we do that? Everybody say reaching people, say building lives. By the way, radio, I've been on radio for 20 years, and um, it was called Real Life Radio. And now there's markets are going, man, we want you to get on there, get on there. So this is important, what I'm about to say, this is important. So there's a guy in California that has Real Life Radio, and so we've run into some brand confusion there. And so we're actually having to rename the radio, and we needed to, re we needed to name the TV program too. It's all owned by Church of the King, but there's a brand attached to people that don't go to our church, and so you have a name. So we did Real Life for 20 years on radio. So we really prayed about it, and so the new name for the TV and for the radio is Hope Today. I feel like everybody, how many of y'all think that people need hope every day? Every day. So listen to me. I want to say something. This is important. Hope Today with Steve Robinson. At some point in time, somebody else's name is going to be in there. But it's all owned by Church of the King. So Hope Today with Steve Robinson, anything, is a media ministry of Church of the King. This is important. I do not have a ministry outside of Church of the King. It's all owned by the church. But they're utilizing my preaching beyond the church to reach people for Christ, hopefully where we can. Actually, that's how Atlanta started. Atlanta started because we were, there's 200-something people right now at McIntosh High School that are in service because they started connecting and watching. Another thing I made fun of, social media. This is like a, this is like a confessional booth right here. <laughs> but I, let me tell you something, never, don't ever say never, say never. And make, so COVID happened, I wasn't on social media. I was 51 years old, I'm 53 years old. For those of your guests, I know you're going, no way, it's true. <laughs> it's true, it's true. Okay, but watch this. But watch. I wasn't on social media. I wasn't on TV. I made all the things I made fun of. I'm actually realizing when COVID happened, I need to be able to talk to the people that I'm their pastor. But I, this is very important. Why do we do those things? Why do we open up campuses? Why do we continue? By the way, St. Charles, this is amazing. Y'all want to hear a miracle? We finally have got approval. It's been a journey. So we are starting the first week of February on the outside of the building, and we're going to go from outside to in. How many of y'all believe we need a church right downtown in the city of New Orleans and St. Charles Avenue? 
Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. I'll close with this. I want to thank all of you that have given over the years. You guys are such a faithful tithing group. You know, we've had what's called around here a legacy team. What are legacy team? Legacy people that give above their tithe. We're actually changing the name. I wanted to wait till we finished our Beyond campaign. I'm going to give you a total here in a second. But I, I, I want to I thank those of you that have been part of the legacy team. We're actually changing that to Kingdom Builders because I think it's more action-oriented. And it's really not about our legacy on earth. It's about what we can build for the kingdom of God for eternity. And so that's just, that's just something I just felt in our team. And so, so all the legacy team, it's now called Kingdom Builders. What is a Kingdom Builder? It's real simple. It's anybody that gives $1 above their tithe. By the way, what does the tithe do at Church of the King? The tithe pays for all the operational expenses. What is Kingdom Builders or Legacy? It pays for all the expansion. That's what it does. So, for example, and we've had this for years. I haven't talked about it. We've been in Beyond Campaign. By the way, you guys gave $3 million above the tithe last year for Beyond. Can we give the Lord a hand clap for that? Isn't that That's you guys. This is important. Stay with me. We have three lanes that we give kingdom builders to. Number one, we give to church expansion. I think they've got it up there, church expansion. All the projects that we do, pull that up if you could. All the projects that we do, starting campuses, that's the first thing, local church expansion. Number, this is what do kingdom builders give to? Again, the tithe pays for the operational expenses, kingdom builders, or legacy in the past. It pays for church expansion. It pays for, listen, future Christian leaders. Do you realize we have a thousand teenagers on Wednesday night? Your kids at our campuses actually had up to 1,300 last month. Can we give Jesus a hand clap for that? So here's the thing. When we have youth, listen, when we have youth camps, some of those kids can't afford it. So what a kingdom builder does is they give money towards that that helps to sponsor kids to go to camp. Lead College, we have 85 Oral Roberts University slash Lee College students on our campuses that are being trained. We hired 13 of them last year that work in the ministry. Many are in the marketplace, but many are in ministry. So Kingdom Builders gives to Kingdom uh, uh, Local Church Expansion, Future Christian Mission, uh, Future Christian Leaders, and Missions. Our church gave away $2 million. You guys, that's what we gave away as a church to local and global missions. Let me tell you, I'm grateful for that. We're, gra- we're grateful that we're part of a church that's not just, just sitting back, just waiting for the rapture. I believe in the rapture, but we're going to win as many people to Christ. We're going to make as many disciples as we can. We're going to fulfill the vision that God has placed in this house until the day that we go to heaven. Are y'all with me? I'll close with this. I'll close with this. So what I would say to all of you guys is, how are we going to continue to reach the vision this year? It's simple. It's people that are committed to tithing, praying. Matter of fact, if you're not a tither, man, you ought to this year, the beginning of the year. You ought to just begin. I'm going to honor God with the tithe. First tenth of my income, I'm going to give to God. And you also ought to pray about being a kingdom builder. What is a kingdom builder? One dollar above the tithe. That's church expansion. Operation, tithe. Over and above that kingdom builder, expansion. You ought to pray about that. Number one, you ought to plan. You know, this year I'm going to give over and above my tithe. Number two, some of you, you ought to say, you know what, I'm going to stretch. Here's the last one. Maybe it's dream. God, I want to be a kingdom builder, and if you would prosper my business and do X, I would like to be able to do X over and above my tithe to expand the kingdom of God. Now, in February, you're going to get a brochure of all the mission stuff that we're involved with, all the expectations and goals. The vision is never changing. Never changes as long as I'm the past year, and I plan on being here a long time. I'll outlive most of y'all anyway. <laughs> I'm going for the 120. Okay, are y'all with me? So, but at some point in time, when they push me to Waffle House across the street, 
I sure hope the next pastor says, this church is not getting in a ditch, but we're going to keep winning souls and making disciples, reaching people and building lives. Hey, look, I may not have teeth at some point in time, but I'll put my finger and say, you better make the main thing the main thing. Yeah. Let's believe God this year. Let's believe God to be a kingdom builder over and above. Pastor, let's expand the kingdom. Let's get that St. Charles campus open. Let's do it. Pastor, let's keep reaching people for Christ all around the world, in Afghanistan, in Europe, in England, in different South America. We have a small group, Hope Again. By the way, we'll have over 10,000 people, 1,000. So we have small groups in Honduras doing Hope Again that got saved online at Church of the King. And all of that, listen to me, all of that is because of the giving in this church. How many are grateful to be a part of Church of the King? So I'll close with this. I'll say this. It is an honor to be your pastor. This is a vision weekend. Next year, I'll do the same. We have so many big plans. We're all doing this thing together. You need me and I need you. We're all doing this together. Yes, you have a personal vision. Yes, you should have personal goals. But the church also had a vision. And the church on it. And we want to keep seeing people come to Christ. In COVID, nearly 700 people water baptized at our church last year. That's a lot. That's a lot. That's because of your giving, your praying, your believing, your leading. But it's an honor to be your pastor. And I trust as I stay strong and healthy that you guys continue to pray for me. Let's do this thing together. 22, 2022 is going to be a glorious year. The world is waiting for churches that will preach Christ to come forth in faith and power to say, this is the way. Walk in it. Follow Jesus Christ. How many of y'all believe that's the message that will change the world? I believe that. I'm going to pray. I got a lot to say, but I got to stop the service because we got another one right after this. Holy Spirit, we thank you for your presence. You're breathing fresh vision in this house. There's a fresh fire. I can feel it. I can feel it in the hearts of people. It's rising, a rising tide of faith and expectancy. Our world is broken and hurting and needs Bible-preaching churches to preach Christ, and to reach out in faith. Lord, this is an amazing group of people. Help us this year. Help us to be kingdom builders. Help us to begin to tithe and give over and above. Help us to stretch our faith, to lead groups and to step onto the dream team and use our time, our talent, our treasure to what? To further the vision of reaching people and building lives. Lord, bless your people this day in the mighty name of Jesus. And everybody said... Man, after hearing Pastor Steve's message, as a believer, maybe you're feeling encouraged, inspired, or even challenged. Our hope is that you wouldn't leave here the same. Why don't we take what God has given us through this service and apply it to our lives? You and I can begin to believe and trust in God for big things this year. And maybe you're here and you're just trying to figure out what's this whole church thing about? Who is Jesus? Does God really know me? Well, I wanna tell you what I wholeheartedly believe is that God loves you like crazy and desires a relationship with you. And the Bible tells us that God has amazing plans for our life, that he has a dream and a vision that he created you to fulfill. But our sin has separated us from God. But luckily for you and I, God loves us too much to leave us separated. See, God sent his son Jesus to earth to live a perfect, blameless life and then eventually give his life as a sacrifice to pay the price for our sins. 
And because of that sacrifice, we have the opportunity to be restored in relationship with God, our Father in heaven. And all you have to do is accept the free gift of salvation. It's simply saying yes to God and you can be made brand new. So here's what we're gonna do. I'm gonna say a short prayer and I'm gonna invite you to repeat after me. And I believe that if you'll say these words, believe them in your heart, that your relationship with Jesus starts right now. So let's pray. God, I come to you today, a sinner who needs a savior. I turn from my sin and I turn to you. Take my life, make me brand new. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Hey, congratulations. We believe that right now the old is gone, the new has come, that your relationship with Jesus starts today. And we are so excited because you've just made the best decision you could ever make. Yes, and we are so excited for you. There should be a link on the screen or in the chat room right now. Be sure to click that. And we would love to help you as you start this new journey with Jesus. With that being said, next weekend, we are starting our brand new series called Hope Again on January 15th and 16th. Why don't you go ahead and start thinking about who you can invite to join you on this journey? We cannot wait to see all that God does in and through us during this time. Well guys, that concludes our service today. We are so excited for next weekend. We cannot wait to see you again. Same time, same place. Have a great week.